You are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church London, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful message. stop yet. There are so many things in store for you in this service. Ask ask your neighbor, are you ready for what's coming next? Are you ready for what's coming next? Well, it's testimony time! Yes, testimony time. And we're not just having testimonies, we're having great change testimonies. Yes. A great change testimony is where the mighty hand of God steps in and causes a transformative impact in a person's life for the better. So please put your hands together as we welcome our sister Misha to come and share a powerful testimony for us. And what's your testimony about? My name is Misha and I'm from the Dancing Stars. (laughs) And my constituency is Overground. And my testimony is a great change that God has taken my life, my, my life from living in darkness into light so your testimony is about how God took you out of a life in darkness and brought you into the light wow okay so tell us what was life like in darkness how was it what was life like Misha okay Mm, take a breather take a breather take your time so when I was 24 years old I found myself working in the strip club as a pole dancer, hey. so life was very different to it is now. Different. You know, I saw some things and I did some things that I wasn't proud of, like um, be drinking and smoking every night. Girls would be in the toilets doing lines of coke. Lines of coke, not not Coca Cola. Not Coca Cola. Not Coca Cola. Not Coca Cola. Wow. Lines of coke. And yeah, it was, a, it was a very dark, I was unhappy, I was lost, lost. broken, okay. and 
God had other plans for my life. Wow, God had other plans for her. God has a plan for you. God had other plans for my life. Um, so I'm, I, I became born again. I became born again and a bit of a long story. I, I backslided. Oh, you backslid. Charlie, we've all been there. Yes. <laughs> I failed. I backslided. But in 2019, okay. somebody from First Love okay. invited me. Invited you? Yes. Where did they invite you to? They invited me to one of the services. Okay. I came to one of the services, came to the altar, did the altar call, okay. rededicated my life to Christ. Wow. Unfortunately, okay. I thought, you know, Christ is, God is enough. I, I'll have you, Jesus, but this church thing, I can't do it. Mm. This church thing, you couldn't do And it. then I didn't, I didn't go back. Didn't go back. But, but, by the grace, mm. the, late, the girl sitting next to me, Aggie, Aggie Temba. Aggie Temba. Aggie Temba. She took my number and mm-hmm. she kept in touch with me. Okay. And she was very patient. Very patient. For all that time. And then she invited me again and I came to, when we was on the lockdown, I came to one of the services in lockdown. One of the flu services. And I, yes. And then I continued coming since then. Okay. And then when the church reopened... Um, I just felt like I need to serve God. I need to do something in the church. Okay. And then um, the dancing stars. Hey, the dancing stars. Wow. What, what, what happened with the dancing stars? Invited me to um, join them. But I was like, I, to be honest with you, I was thinking not in a million years would I be dancing. But... The Lord had other plans. The Lord had other plans. So I was listening to the service, and then um, I heard Bishop Richard preaching. Okay. And he said, "If God has called you to dance, you better dance." Ash! If God has called you to dance, you better dance. A word to the wise is enough. And literally. I felt the Lord speaking to me personally. You felt it personally. Yes. You felt I, like the Lord was pricking you. <laughs> I felt like he was literally saying, I want you to dance for me. Okay. I don't want you to dance in the pole. Not in the pole. I want you to dance in the pulpit. What did you dance in the pulpit? I want yes. you to dance for me. Wow. And I heard the call mm. and I was obedient to the call. You were obedient to the call. So, and what, then, so what would you say the massive turning point was? Was that the massive turning point for you when you joined the dancing stars? The massive change. Yeah. Uh, there's too many changes, too many Too many changes, too many changes. So what is life like now? As you're now in the dancing stars. My What's life, life like now? My life is blessed. It's blessed. I receive the blessings and I really receive them. Okay. From listening to the words. I'm listening to I have things that money can't buy. Wow. I have love. Love. I know that Lord loves me and he has fiercely and wonderfully oh, made me. Give her a hand, give her a hand, give her a hand. Oh, I thought you'd do it better for Misha. She's had a great change testimony. She had a life and it was in darkness. And now she's in the light. Oh, what a powerful testimony. So Misha, as the congregation is here, everyone is standing. Maybe there's someone out there that's living in a life of darkness and is eager to go into the light. What words of encouragement do you have for them? I would say, despite your past, mm. despite your mistakes, mm. despite how you're feeling, you might be in a situation now and you don't feel worthy mm. enough to be here. I want to tell you that the, 
The Lord has plans for your life, good plans for your life. He has chosen you like he has chosen me. He has called you to do wonderful things for him and glorify his name. When the Lord restores you, he restores you fully. 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 Give a shout. Give a shout of praise for the Lord. wonderful testimony a great change testimony has taken place but the fun hasn't come to an end yet how many of you guys like singing oh how many of you guys like singing oh are you ready for some beautiful exciting nice and mood changing singing then please welcome the greater love Gospel Choir!
Nobody, nobody like Jesus. 
The Spirit of the Lord is upon the man of God. He is anointed to preach the word of God. And you, my broken heart, and your broken was he preserved. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Mm, Jesus is anointed, anointed to heal my broken heart. Oh, oh, when I had tears on my pillow, I'm praying in my heart. Jesus healed my heart. 
son had died She could not be comforted But one day she met Jesus And he rose her son to life again waiting for. It's the very reason that come 2021 has happened. Oh, are you tired? I thought you'd be screaming. I thought you'd be shouting. I thought you'd be shaking. It is time for the word of God. Amen. The Bible says in Luke 14, 17, come for all things have been made ready. Amen. Look, there is something special ready for you this morning. Something ready for your life. Personally, your salvation is ready. Your hope is ready. Your faith is ready. Your miracles are ready. So I want you to put...
put your hands together and welcome our pastor to come 2021, Bishop Richard of being in church and being in your presence. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that has gathered us together. Father, let your will be done amongst us today. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, that you work amongst us, that you dwell amongst us, that you move amongst us. Do your work today, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for this beautiful blessing. We give you thanks. We give you praise. In Jesus' name I pray. And all shall say, Amen. Amen. Okay, take your seats in his presence. God bless you. Take your seats. Are you blessed to be in church today? Are you happy to be in the house of God? It's a great blessing. Have you enjoyed the service so far? I believe you're going to enjoy it till the end. This is the best part of the service. Best part. It's better than dancing stars. It's better than the choir. It's even better than the pulpit stars. Yeah. This is the best, best. It's even better than the film stars. Did you enjoy the film stars today? Yes, I think uh, the film stars are becoming more and more anointed. Because, because they've, they've actually preached half of my sermon for today already. Yes. As we actually, I said to myself, wow, these people are anointed. Because the title of my message today 
Are you ready for the title of our message? The title of our message today is What will happen to you when you die? Yes. You know, it's an important question because, you know, it's not, it's not what will happen to you when you go to Hawaii. Or what will happen to you when you go to Spain. Or what will happen to you when you go to Nigeria. Because you may not go to some of these places. I know someone who was traveling to um, um, somewhere in West Africa this week, but has canceled her trip because of Omricon. Yes. So, people cancel trips. I've canceled trips before. I'm going to say, I just decide that, look, I'm not going anymore. I've even canceled visits. Visits in London. I want to see this person and I change my mind. I'm not going anymore. I have even cancelled meetings. Meetings. I mean, if I've had a, a, an appointment with me that you need to see me, and then you were told that it's not, it's not coming on. I mean, if I've had that experience before. Yes. Me too, I've had it before. Yes. Yes. It's not just you. So there are, there are appointments and plans and things that you can cancel. I mean, if I've experienced cancelled flights. You're traveling somewhere and your flight was canceled. Yes, I've also experienced canceled flight. I've, I've missed a flight. I've missed a flight once in my life. Once in my life, I've missed a flight. And the only reason why I missed the flight was because I thought I was traveling on a Wednesday instead of a Tuesday. Do you understand? That's why I missed the flight. So I was at the airport on Wednesday. And I was saying, I was insisting that they should check me. And they said, no, that flight is gone. I said, what do you mean the flight is gone? The flight is supposed to leave at 2 p.m. And I'm here at 12 noon. And you're telling me the flight is gone. When did it go? Where did it go? How did it go without me? And then this lady at the counter really took her time and explained to me that the ticket you have is on the 12th and you are here on the 13th. Yes. So I just asked her that, so what can I do? He said, we can put you on another flight, but it will be tomorrow. That's like on the 14th. I said, no problem. Give me a flight. So that's how I missed my flight. That's the only flight I've missed before. I've not missed any other flight uh, by the grace of God. I wish there were awards for flight missing. I think I'll, be, I'll have a lot of awards for not missing a flight. But I'm, I'm mentioning all these things to tell you that there are appointments you can miss. There are flights you can miss. There are flights you can cancel. There are meetings you can cancel, you can re- reschedule them, you can, you know, you can, you can play around with meetings and play around with things, but there is an appointment that you can't change. That is why this, this question is very important, because if I ask you, what would you, when, when you miss a flight, when you miss a flight to Nigeria, you tell me that you're not going there. What would you do when you miss a flight to um, Spain? You tell them that you don't have plans of going there. What would you do when you miss a flight to um, where? To, the, to Portugal, yes, you tell me that, uh, you ask me that, where is that? <laughs> there, there, are, there are things that you don't have, you don't have plans of doing. I'll even, I'll even ask you, that, what would you do when you miss, you miss the date for your, your wedding? You would tell me, God forbid. But you know, I've met, I've met uh, a car with a bride. The bride was in the car. Uh, on a university campus and she was asking me they, they were in the car they were lost and they were asking me 
where is the wedding? Have I seen a wedding somewhere? That a bride who didn't know where her wedding was. And she was asking me. They were asking me. The driver together with um, her dad. And there was another person. They were asking that. Have I seen a wedding anywhere here? Anywhere. Can I give them directions to, to where their wedding is? Yes. And I said. I remember I said. I'm sorry. I've not seen any wedding today so I honestly don't know where your wedding is I wish I could help you but I mean because she was dressed she was all dressed up with a veil, veil on her face everything and she didn't know where her wedding was so there are there are you know there are all sorts of things in this life that we we can reshuffle we can play around we can change we can make changes you know we can do we can do all sorts of things we, we used to have just one service at a particular time. What time do we start church? One thirty, yes. And we, we change. We change our service time. We change. So now it starts at eleven. Then another group comes at three o'clock because because of whatever reason. You know, yes. So we play around with time and things. You can play around with the time that you start service. You can even change the time you start work. Now you can even work from home or 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 the opposite of working from home. You know, you can work from home, you can work, you can change the time that you, you work. Times that you work, times that you don't work, what you do. You, you, can, you can play around with a lot of things, but there's, there's something that you can't play around with. You can't, you can't change that date, you can't change that appointment. And that's the appointment that you have to pay attention to and therefore ask yourself that what happens to you? When that appointment is fulfilled and it comes to pass, what, what, what happens to you? What is going to happen to you? You see, you see that your 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 lecturers, your lecturers in your university was were, were never able to answer that question. Clearly, your head teacher couldn't answer all the assembly addresses she gave or he gave. Couldn't answer that question. Um, your parents, your parents can't answer that question. I can give you. I can take a break now. Call your mom. Call your mom and ask mom, mommy, what's going to happen to me when I die? And see which answer uh, mommy has. Or you can call a dad or you can phone a friend. Yes, you can phone a friend and ask what's going to happen to me. Uh, this. You see that you see that the only answer that you can have is what the Bible says. For the Bible. Because most, most books, and if you, are, if you have read books, you should, you should, sometimes you should read books if you have faith to be able to um, come back to the right way. You can read books and, and check on things. It gives you, you know, one of my, one of my um, favorite books is called I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. Yes, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting book to read, to see the reasoning. The reasoning is like, because it's like you need, you need a lot of faith to deny the obvious, to say that, there is nothing. It's like we all just we all just living. We are all just there, and we all just go, going to be there. So, so a lot of a lot of um, opinions, ideologies, religious um, doctrines, and um, um, all sorts of teachings that we have in this world does not answer a certain question. And this particular question, so clearly, it doesn't it doesn't answer it. But when you read the Bible, the Bible gives us graphic explanations of what happens when you die 
because it is something that it is something that you have to you have to know what's the answer. What's the answer? I mean, if you ask me, what will happen to me when I get married? Even even your little sister can tell you what will happen to you. What is? I mean, there are things that you can just say. Well, this is what will happen when you get married. Is this, this and this and this and this and this? I mean, you know, you 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 will know, isn't it? Won't you know? Yes. I mean, the morning after, when couples come to church, everybody, when you see them, everybody is thinking something. Yes, I can tell from your face, especially the choristers. When you look at you, you see, like I said, they're all thinking whatever they're thinking. But what happens when you die is the question you cannot avoid. If, if, even, even, if, even if you've decided in your life that I don't want to think about it, today, you, I mean, I'm making you think about it. Yes. I'm making you think about it. I mean, I don't know what you thought when you're going to church, what you thought you would hear in church. But when you came to church, the pastor has brought a question to you that maybe you have avoided, you have tried, you have tried not to think about it. You don't want to think about it. You don't like such things. You don't like such topics. You don't like such things that make you uneasy and make you restless in life. It's like, it's like, it's, it's Sunday, it's Sunday. Why should I think what will happen when I die? Because you don't know when you die. You know, I saw an article once that was written, it, it, was, it was called, it was called, Who Has Promised You Tomorrow? It really made me think, it really made me, I must have been around 18 years or so when I read that. It's like, it's like, who has promised you tomorrow? And I remember I was disturbed. That why is this person asking me who has promised me? Why is he telling me that nobody has promised me tomorrow? I've been seeing a lot of tomorrow since I was born. Why is he suddenly telling me that uh, uh, tomorrow is not guaranteed? But it is true. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. So since tomorrow is not guaranteed, then you have to be, you have to be ready and know what will happen to you in case you don't see a tomorrow. In case there's no tomorrow to you. And then you have to answer that question. What happens to you? What happens to you? A lot of people have um, answers to questions. What happens to you after you graduate from school? What happens to you when you travel to this country? What happens to you when you get your first day at work? What happens to you on your first day at work? First day at work and first day at school. Which one is nicer? School, isn't it? I I think so too. I think school is nicer than work. Well, it depends on the school. Yes. I think, I think people are nicer on your first day at school than first day at work. I don't know. I think people feel threatened on your first day at work if they feel you're coming to take their job. So turn your Bibles. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 16. Okay? Luke chapter 16, and we are reading from... And this is the Bible. This is the Bible, and this is Jesus speaking. This is Jesus speaking. So Jesus is going to give us answers to what ha- will happen to you when you die what will happen to you when you die what will happen to you when you die all of us gather there all of us gather there one day you will die you know that you know that you either attend my funeral or attend your funeral it's what it's one it's one of the hard realities of life hard and harsh realities of life it's, it's something that nobody likes to think about nobody likes to but it's a reality that one day either you'll be at my you saw the funeral you'll be at my funeral crying uh, you wish you'll be given the microphone to say some things about me oh bishop richard was like this he did this for me he did that for me i was there. but 
You may not get, you know, you may not get the opportunity, isn't it? Because there'll be so many other people. I don't know who will give you the chance to speak. Yes. Or I will be at your funeral. Saying that this person was like this. It was so nice. It's a, it will, it will come to pass. Of all my siblings that I grew up with, I grew up with, I mean, we all grew up together. I've seen, I've seen the funeral of two of them. Yes. But when we were growing, when we were growing up, playing together, running around, you wouldn't have thought who would go first. You'd have thought it would be in a particular order, number one, number two, and then, not number three, I'm number three, so not me. <laughs> yes. Yes. You, 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 you don't know how it's arranged. But to our shock and awe, I mean, it's, it's shocking because we, are, we, we don't think we are that old. We are, all, we are all young, relatively young. But two have checked out. And there you, do, you, can't, you can't tell the arrangement. But it is because we've never sat down to discuss that. So you, when you go, this is what should be said. We have never up till today, even though we've seen two, we still have not had that meeting. That when I go, this is what you must do. If this is what, I'll like this, I'll like that. We've not had that meeting. We've not had that discussion. What I would like to be done for me when I go, it's in my will. I don't think anybody has read it. I don't think my wife has bothered to, to read my will before. Because the other I should, I said, this is a copy of it. I don't think she read it. If she read it, she's not told me whether she read it or not. Yes. Wow, you are getting quiet. Yes. Because when serious things come, this, these are realities of life. These are real things. These are real things that we don't, we don't, you know, like I keep saying, we don't like to think about, we like to think about a wedding, but not a funeral, isn't it? But wedding and funeral, which one is likely to happen? Which one, which one, which one has a probability of one? Yes. That definitely it will happen, wedding and funeral. But the one that is it's not that it's likely to happen. The one that is going to happen is the one that we don't talk about. And the one that we feel so restless. I mean restless. Restless. Even as I'm talking about it, I can feel the vibes from the, from the church. Yes, it's like, it's like, come on. I mean, yes. But, but it, is, it is something, it is something that you must, you must think about and think about carefully. And therefore, make some decisions about it because it is definitely going to happen. Definitely. Definitely. The chances that it will happen is, is definite. Yes, it's, it will. That's why I want to say wedding. The one that you like planning. There are, pe- there are people who don't even have beloveds, but they've planned their wedding. They have their wedding colors. Yes. But don't worry, it will happen. It will happen. Yes. So in Luke chapter, chapter 16, and I'm reading from verse 19, the Bible says that, are you here? The Bible says that there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. Wow, he lived a real comfortable life. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores. How I many of you know that poor people have more problems? And desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. 
Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died. I mean, if you also know that poor people die much earlier than rich people. Okay. You didn't know that? Nobody knows that? Yes. If you don't know today, you know. It came to pass that the rich man died and was carried by the angel. So this is where now we are gaining insight on what will happen after death. What happens to you when you die? What happens to you when you die? Okay. So, so the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Wow, he had a funeral. How many of you know rich people have funerals? They can afford funerals. And in hell, he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off. Are you following our reading? Okay. And Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed so that they which will pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. I think hence means here and thence means there. Okay, hence here and there. You can't, you can't, you can't be. There's no free movement. Like EU and UK. Yes, there's no free movement of, of goods. Okay, yes. You can't just, you can't just move over. Like that. So th- those who want to move from here, there, cannot. They cannot, they cannot move. EU and UK, you can say you cannot easily move. But here you cannot. You cannot say, I don't like here. Like, like the lady in the film stars was saying that, look, please do something about it and keep me here. It's like, wh- why are you taking me? Okay, it's like, it's, it's accepted that, okay, I've died. But look, come on. I have to stay here. You cannot go and check some records and check some things. I have to, I have to stay here. Is it people? Anyway, let's finish reading. And then, <laughs> okay. So, it says that you can't move from here to there. Another can we move from there to here. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. I'm sure if I receive a phone call from any of my siblings that have passed on from from hence to thence, if I get a phone call from them, I mean, I don't pray I get one, but if I should receive a call from them, I can imagine from when, from when I read my Bible and what the Bible tells me, I can imagine that they would tell me, they would tell me that whatever you are doing in this life, don't stop it. They would tell me that do it more. They would tell me that go crazy about what you are doing. I can imagine that I used to, I used to, I used to, when, when I, I, I close from church or from wherever in the evenings and I sit in my car, 
I used to say that, I used to say that, oh, where's my sister? Won't she appear in the back seat and say something to me? Yes. Because I mean, I, I used to think all the time that one day it occurred to me that look, if this if this lady appears in the car, I will run out. <laughs> but I used to really desire when I sit in the car and I look in the red view mirror and say, Oh, she's not here too. Today she's not here. I wish I wish she would just appear and say, Hey, hey, I've left you, but you know, I'm with you. But I realized whether that no, I don't think I want that. Can you imagine you are driving on the motorway and then you see this? I'll leave the car moving and I'll jump out of the car. (laughs) Sometimes we want some things but we haven't thought through how you will feel if that thing happens. Okay. So, he said, Abraham said, he said, I have five brothers. Go and tell them. Abraham saith unto him, they have Moses and the prophets. In other words, they have the pastors. They have the pastors. They have the first lovers. Someone, someone, someone was describing um, um, first lovers on, on, on Twitter the other day. It said, the first love warriors. Said, <laughs> they said, I think, I think there was a concert somewhere. And, um, and some of you had gone on outreach. Yes, so they put it on Twitter. They said, the first love warriors, they said, can you believe the first love warriors are here? Yes, so first love warriors, war more for Jesus. Yes, yes, war more for Jesus. Yes. <laughs> because that is what the world needs today. The world needs you to tell them about answers that they don't have to question. Questions that probably you, are not, you don't even want to ask yourself, but it's there. The question is there. It's, it's there. You, you don't, you don't, you've not even asked yourself, but it's still a question. It's still a question that exists. It's like writing an exam and you've missed out a question. The fact that you didn't see doesn't mean the question doesn't exist. The question is there. And it carries, it carries some marks. Yes. And he said to him, Nay, 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 Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. Just like me hoping that I'll see my sister from the dead. It's like she will say something that I've not heard before or seen before. Because sometimes we like the spectacular. But we don't we don't often have spectacular experiences. So we have to believe the word of God and the Bible. So and he said unto him, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, if they don't hear the pastors and the first love warriors, neither, I think it's a nice name that we've been given, isn't it? The first love warriors. Neither will they be persuaded though one rose from the dead. So, what will happen when you die? Number one, when you die, when you die, you either go to heaven or hell. As we, as we read in um, verse 22, verse 22 says, tells us that, and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And then verse 23 says that, and in hell. So the, the beggar went into Abraham's bosom, signifying to us a more comfortable place, a better place. We all know that Abraham is not in hell. Hey, he's not in hell at all. 
Father Abraham. No. He went into Abraham's bosom. It sounds like paradise. It sounds like a good place where the father of faith and people who have believed. I mean, Abraham, the scripture says that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. He, he really believed and walked with God. So, he's, so there's, it's as if there's an area or there's a place in heaven called Abraham's, maybe Abraham's street or something. So he was found in Abraham's bosom. So when you die, two things. You either go to heaven or you go to hell. Yes. Number two, for those going to heaven, you will be escorted by angels from this earth into the presence of God and into heaven. Because verse 22 tells us that, and it came to pass the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. So again, again, it's suggesting to us that even after you are dead, you are alive. Is it, I think for the next service, the title, I can tell you, my, my, my title for the next service, don't tell them though. My title for the, for the next service is that all those who are dead are still alive. Yes. Yes. But for you, what happens after death? Yes. But next service, all those who are dead are still alive. Because even when you are dead, you are alive. Yeah. When, when you die, you, you will see that the real you that's where you will discover. That's where you will discover that this this being that you see, dark, fair, short hair, long hair, tall, short, plum, slim, whatever. You see that it's like a house. It's like a white house, a blue house, a story building, a bungalow, a whatever. You see that it's just a house that you are living in. You are living in the house. That is that's why when this house is destroyed, you are you are called dead. When the house is destroyed, you are called dead. That is, the house is no longer livable. You can't live in it. You can't stay in it. So you, you move out. You move out of the house. The real you checks out because he can't stay in the house. Can't stay in a, in a house that is that lungs are not functioning, heart is not functioning, kidneys are not functioning. All the organs are the the person can't. You can't live in a house. You can't even live in a house that heating is not working. Yes. So understand. So understand. Understand death. Apart from apart from a doctor's declaring you clinically dead, there's also death. That is that is now the spirit man has departed. Death is when your spirit leaves the body. That's what the scripture says. That faith without works is dead. Just as just as when the spirit also leaves the body, the body is declared dead. So you are declared dead when your spirit man, the inner man, leaves you. And when he leaves you, that's what I'm explaining to you. That's what I'm explaining to you. Uh, that when he leaves you, you either go to heaven or you go to hell. You see it. Second, re- second thing that happens when, when, when you die is that. No, third, isn't it? Second is that you'll be escorted to heaven. Hell, third reason is that for those going to hell, you will not be escorted by angels. You will be met on arrival by evil spirits and other dead people. Why do I say that? Isaiah chapter 14 and verse 9. It says that hell from beneath is moved for to meet thee at thy coming. 
How many of you were met by people when you were coming to church? There were some lovely ladies smiling at the door. You saw them smiling. Yes. Oh, the rest of you didn't see. Apostles, it means that you're not doing your work because most of the church didn't see you. But you're you are not smiling today. You're feeling cold. How many of you saw some smiling sisters at the door? Okay, a few more. But a lot of people didn't see you. Because I'm expecting everybody to have seen you. So please, you, you maybe you have to up your smiles. And tell, and tell people not to crowd you. Yes, they shouldn't stand there and, and chat with you. They should leave so that the people can see you. Because it looks as if people didn't see you. Let me ask again. How many of you saw some smiling ladies when you're coming? You see, a lot of people did not see you. A lot of people didn't see you. Yes. How many of you didn't see them? Okay, it's just that you don't want to lift up your hands. I think they saw you. They just don't want to lift up your hands. Okay, that's a, that's a copy. So, to keep up your good work, I think I think that's a problem. I thought I was solving a problem, but there's no problem. <laughs> Isaiah 14 verse 3 says that hell from beneath. So there are there are people. There are ashes. Reception team that welcome you. Welcome you. May may you never go there. And it, say, it says that it says that it stirreth up the dead for thee. That is those who are those who are dead already. It's like it's like they are they are stirred up. They are called upon that somebody is coming. Have you watched these prison movies when uh, a new a new inmate is arriving? Then you see them at their those shaking. It's like, it's like they are welcoming you, welcoming you into the prison. I don't know whether that's what happens in real life, but you see them, it's like, it's like someone has come in the when they know you, and they know what you have done. So he's saying that in hell, it's quite similar, that it stirreth up the dead for you. All the chief ones of the earth, that the important people that you knew on earth who have gone to hell, they'll always, they'll all be stirred up and has raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. Hey, hell, may you escape it. Amen. Number four, the fourth thing that happens um, after you have died is that for those going to hell, you would descend and go downwards because hell is below, hell is beneath. Why do I say that again? Luke chapter 16. First, Isaiah, Isaiah 49, it, say, it tells us, the verse we just read, it tells us, hell from beneath. So, it's, hell is below. Hell is not up. It's not somewhere in outer space. It's below us. It's under our feet. From the scripture, from the scripture, from the scripture. It's not because I've visited there before. I've not been there before, but from the Bible. From the Bible. It's beneath. Hell is beneath. And it's beneath, and it's, and it's also a hot place. So in, in Luke chapter 16 and verse 22, the scripture says, says to us that, and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And then in hell, he lift up his eyes. So it means that one is down, one is up. He didn't look, he, he wasn't up and he looked down. 
and he saw, what's his name, Lazarus. He was under and he looked up and he saw Abraham and Lazarus. And he recognized Lazarus that this is the beggar that I see every time I'm going to work. He's at my gate every time. Anytime I move my car and I'm driving out, this guy is is at the gate. There he is. Look at him up there and I am down. So hell is down and heaven is up. Because he lifted up his eyes. Do you understand? Does it not make sense to you? I think so. Number five, when you die, you will discover that you have a spiritual body. Which is what the Bible refers to as the inward man. You, you, discover, you discover what I was explaining to you earlier. That you discover that there's, there's somebody who lives in you. That's why you even have a conscience. Can't you tell that sometimes you have two voices? The two voices is the body, not, not because you are hallucinating or you have a problem, but you see that the flesh wants to do something. Then there's another silent, a calmer, a calmer voice that just suggests to you that no, it's not a good idea. Doesn't sometimes you say that something said to me. That thing that you are calling, something said to me. Sometimes it's, it's described as your conscience or the voice of your spirit, the voice of your spirit speaking to you, saying that don't do it. Don't do this thing. Don't do this thing. Or, or do this thing. He just, doesn't, he just doesn't say stop. He also says do. He says do this. It's a good thing. And you see that you are, sometimes you see that you are not at peace with something. There's conflict. It's like there's a battle between you and somebody who is not physically standing in front of you. That is your, your inner man is a real being. It's a real person who knows what is good for you and what is right for you. So, we see in verse 24 in Luke chapter 16, you see some features of the inner man after you are dead. And he cried and said, he cried and said, Father Abraham, it means that he had a voice. He had a voice to speak. After he had been buried, he still had a voice. And he said, send Lazarus. It means he has a memory. So he remembers the name of the person he can see. He said that he may dip the tip of his finger. So it means that the inner man has fingers. <laughs> and then he said that he may cool my tongue. Meaning that he has a tongue. And he has feelings. That means that there is thirst. For I am tormented in this flame. So the inner man exists. As we can see here. Number six. If you go to hell when you die. You will find yourself in a prison. Where there's endless unimaginable distress. And torment. And intolerable agony. Mark chapter nine. Verse 43. It says that. And if thy hand offend thee cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed. Than than having two hands. And go into hell. Into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. You know, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. All the punishments and the things that are done against wicked people and bad people in schools, in society, whatever. So when, when you're punished in school, after a while, you feel like, it will always end. Detention. Detention is only up to what time? 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. or something. I mean, a, a hardened, a hardened, naughty student is not scared of detention. It's like, it's like, I'll do the worst. What can you do? Detention. Up to 4 p.m. 
By 4 p.m., my friends are still hanging around the KFC or McDonald's waiting for me. I'll catch up and tell them that, look, Miss, I mean, I was just, he would become a light. Oh, Miss was so nice to me. Miss gave, even gave me chocolate. So you, you, we tend to have this mind that when we talk about hell, it's going to be equally unpleasant but nice. It's like, it's not what you would choose, but it's not that bad. It's like, it's like why, why should I bother? Why should I bother about this heaven and hell thing? Because look, hell is not a problem. I'll even meet uh, nice people there. I'll meet some of these uh, musicians there. We'll have a good time. We'll have a good time. I mean, they'll sign autographs. I'll get, I'll get, I mean, it's like, we'll do things there. But hey, 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 give me back my verse. Okay, give me back my verse. No point yet. Verse. Verse, 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 Mark 9, 43. It says that, it says that, than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. The fire is not put off and you are also not dying. It's not a place that you you are burning and then you are dead. So once you are dead, it's over. The fire is not going off. Now we are talking about eternity. 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 Here, when you go to prison, five years, you are out. 20 years, you are out. I saw someone being sentenced for 26 years. And I said to myself, 26 years will come. I remember 26 years ago. 1995. It's not 26 years ago. I remember 1995. You're wondering, what do I remember? I remember. I remember, I remember 1995. I remember my birthday in 1995. Yes. Because my year of birth is one of the fives. So every five is... It's a tenth. Yes. So I remember 1995. Yes. 1995, I had my first child. Yes. My first baby was born in 1995. 1995, I pastored at church in, in Zurich for three months. Yes. Should I tell you more about 1995? I'm just trying to tell you that when I saw the person, 20, I, said, I said to myself, 26 years, it will just come. 26 years will just come. You'll be there for 26 years, it's gone. And that person will not do the full 26 The person will do about 13. Yes. But... It is not the same as hell. It is not the same. That's what I need you to get today. That It is not the same. Hell is an ending. Suffering without an end. Just as heaven is enjoyment, comfort, honors, rewards without end. Yes. So those who feel like but hell, it's nothing. We go to jail every time and we come back. We get detentions. We have got, they will tell them, do you know how many detentions I got when I was in school? I have several detentions. It's like even your parents will tell you, to the corner, to the corner. Put your face in the corner. It's like, do you know how many times I put my face in the corner and it's not a problem? Because even your mom has your face in the corner. Your mom will be missing you and say, eh, 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 Jack, are you there? Come. You know how mothers are. When they, when they punish you, they, they, they themselves are, are feeling for you. They just say, oh, come. Yes. My mother will beat you when you feel that she's carrying you and telling you stories and asking you what you want. <laughs> then you are wondering what, what's the aim? 
What's the aim of what you just did? If this is what you are going to be telling me afterwards. Yes. At least sometimes when fathers are around, mothers like to act straight. When daddy goes, then it's like, come, it's okay. It's okay. It's almost like, I just wanted daddy to know that I am very, I'm in control in the house. I'm in control in the house. Yes. But that is not hell. That is not hell. There will be no mommy there telling you that, come, come. Come, my son. Come, my boy. You know, come, my boy. Daddy, daddy just didn't like it. That's what I had to tell you of. But it's okay. I love you. Come. Do you want some chocolate? I have your favorite chocolate here. No. There will be nobody giving you your favorite, your favorite chocolate or your, play your favorite music for you in hell. That was your favorite music here. We want to play your favorite music to calm you down. Where? The fire that never shall be quenched. Number seven. If you go to hell, when you die, you will discover a place where people scream and cry for a drop of water. You know Luke 16, 24? He was screaming and crying for a drop of water. He was not asking for a glass of water. He was crying. He was crying for a drop of water. For a drop of water. It tells you how desperate he was. It tells you how desperate he was. You know, yesterday I went to preach somewhere and they gave me, at the end, they gave me a bottle of Ribena. As soon as I saw the Ribena bottle, I remember my Ribena story. Yes. When you, are, when you are desperate, when you are desperate, a little bit of what you are desperate for satisfies you. So to ask for a drop of water, it means that this man in hell must have been very desperate. I don't think there's anybody here who has been thirsty and asked that, can I have just a drop of water? I just need a drop. It's like a drop will make a difference. It's like a beggar by the roadside asking that, do you have spare change? He said, I, I, met, I met a man who was holding a pound. He showed me the pound. I said, do I have another pound to give to you? He said, I want another pound. He wasn't asking me for 10,000 pounds or 100,000 pounds. Or a thousand pounds. He didn't even ask me even for five pounds. He said, a pound. A pound. He said, do I, do I have just a, I just did. It's like a pound will make a difference in his life. That was last night. But you see, on Friday, I had watched a documentary on, on, beg, um, on beggars who are millionaires. So I realized that I was affected. I was affected. Yes. Because I, be, I believe in giving in to people. I don't think I've changed. I think I'll still give to them. But I think that documentary affected me. Beggars who are millionaires with cameras following them to their mansions and their apartments and they've been confirmed. Yes. One of them was arrested by the police. Yeah. Maybe you should look for that documentary and watch. But make sure you're not affected because for every real thing, there's a counterfeit. So don't be affected by bad examples. Yeah, still, give to, still give to beggars when you see them. Yes, but Beggars me. So when I saw this man stand and see, I was looking at him in the dark and the cold night. And I was looking at his jacket and his trainers and said, This man could easily be a millionaire. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, be- what I said, the beggars will ask for a pound, they'll ask for spare change. They don't ask for a thousand pounds. When you go to the bank, you don't ask for a pound. I don't know how much you go and ask, but you, you ask for, because you are not that desperate. So when you're in a place and you're asking for a drop of water, it should give you an idea 
of what of what the situation is. Okay. Number eight. If you go to hell when you die, you will discover a place unbelievable and indescribable anguish. You find that you discover a place of unbelievable and indescribable anguish and torment. Luke 16 24. He says, I am tormented in this flame. I am tormented in this flame. He's not dying in the flame. He's tormented by the flame. Then number nine, when you die, you will discover that many people who received good things on on earth will receive evil things in hell. And many who received evil things on earth will receive good things in heaven. Now, why is that? Why is that? It doesn't mean that when you receive good things, it means you're a bad person. But most people, as they prosper and they do well, abandon God. Abandon God. And the, the gospel, the gospel is, um, can almost become as though it's for, it's for people with troubles and problems. That is why it seems as if the rich man is a lesson that, if you look in, in life and the world today, rich countries, rich countries don't serve God. Poor countries, if you should travel, you should travel. Next time you are going on holiday, choose a poor country. I tell you, 3 p.m., 3 p.m., you will hear someone praying. And 3 a.m., you will hear someone praying. That's why you see that somebody needs God. But when, when you don't have something to pray about, you don't pray about that your train should come. You don't pray that when you have worked and met somebody said, I have worked the whole year, I have not been paid. You don't pray about your salary. Have you prayed about your salary before? That once you've worked, you should be paid. You know that it should be paid. So it's, like, it's as though you don't have prayer topics. So when the basic needs are well arranged and well organized, the heart of men turn away from God. We start asking ourselves, almost like, what do we need God for? Until, until something dramatic begins to happen. Then you see, it's like, I need God. It's like, pray for me. Can you pray for me? Can you say this? Let's pray. Or, 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 or when people don't know what to say, they say, I believe somebody upstairs was, was helping. Somebody upstairs. Who is upstairs? Who is upstairs? Why don't you acknowledge the, the man upstairs in your life? Acknowledge him and know that he's part of your life. The upstairs man who seems to show up in, in dire situations. The upstairs man. Somebody upstairs. Sometimes you even hear footballers saying it. I think somebody upstairs. Yesterday I saw someone um, score a, 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 a goal. And the person said, after it was being there, he said, oh, I think somebody upstairs directed the ball. He said, he said it wasn't his aim. His aim, he was just floating the ball into the 18 and then the ball just entered. He said, somebody upstairs. You should see me. You should see me. I was getting irritated. Who is upstairs? Who is upstairs? Why don't you mention the person's name? Who is upstairs? With a remote control. Controlling balls. When, when lives are dying and perishing. Do you think he's a footballer? The person's upstairs. Do you think he's that interested in football? Anyway. Don't start. Number 10. Number 10. So as things are well with you, don't let your heart drift away from God. There's more, there's more to life than the bread on your table. There's more to life 
There's more to life than the bread on your table. There's more to life than that. Your heart that is pumping and beating in your heart. Pray that it will continue beating. Healthy. Well. That you will have life. You will have life to do, to do what you are planning to do. Pray that the plans you have for tomorrow, the to-do list. The to-do list. The reason why sometimes you don't even have time, even once a week to give to God. That God, once a week, I'm even giving you two hours of my time to go and sit in the chest. It's because things to do. It's like we have things to do. Things to do. Things to do that's driven us away from God. Those things that we have doing, the man upstairs can decide today that it's over. You won't do it. That is why you need a relationship with him. Instead of thinking that, oh, tomorrow I'll just do it. Tomorrow I'll be there. I'll be there tomorrow. I'll be there this. I'll do this. I'm going to do that. I have this to do. I'm going here. Look, there's an appointment you can't cancel. Okay. Let's read number 10. We are closing. When you, when you die, you will discover that the first shall be last and the last shall be first. He says that in verse 25 of Luke 16, now he is comforted and thou art tormented. You, in, other words, in other words, as things are here, that is not how it is going to be automatically there. Then 11, when you die, your circumstances will change radically. Radically. Verse 24 says that he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus. It's like now I, he needs Lazarus. The one who was eating from the crumbs that fell off his table. Everything is different. Everything changes. Your rich status, your educated status, your better off status. Here does not guarantee the same status in eternity. Everything is different. Every, a lot, most, people, most people who have had near-death experiences, when you read, and it's another thing that maybe you should also read about, people who have had near-death experiences, you see that when they come back and they are describing, things are different. They are, they are shocked. Their shock is what they are like after death. That it's not the same as what they are whilst they are working here, whilst they are living here. It's like it's two different worlds. Two different worlds in two different lives. And then number 12. When you die, you remember everything that happened on earth. Wow. Luke 16, 25 says that son, Abraham said, son, remember. It means that you can remember. Then the number 13, when you die, you will discover that there's a big gap between heaven and hell. It's not like crossing the channel. Luke 16, 26. And beside all this, between us and you, there's a great gulf fixed and then number 14 when you die you will discover the importance of evangelists who go all over the world preaching the gospel you just got the importance of people who evangelize people who do soul winning people who invite people to church that it's an important role and an important job you will discover that first love warriors are doing a good job yes as they are all over the city, everywhere, like, 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 a, almost like, a, some, like, as they're being described, like a nuisance. Yes. But when you die, you discover that they did, they did you, they did you well. They did something good for you. I always thank God for the person who invited me to church. 
darkness. One day I was preaching. I didn't know that he had come to church. Because I remember how he forced me to. And the service he took me to was a prayer meeting. Sunday night. Every Sunday night. He, he forced and he, he took me to a service. It was an Assemblies of God church. Every Sunday night. Yes. I always thank God for it. When I was preaching, I didn't know that he had come to church that Sunday. He was sitting there. Yes. But I think he was happy that I spoke well about him. That he, I think he, he was happy to see that his effort had paid off. I'm sure he'll be saying that he has shares in the congregation. Yes, he has shares in the congregation. Yes, it's a great blessing. It's a great blessing that somebody, somebody will tell you, let's go to church. Let's go to church. Let's, it's, not, it's not like, let's go and drink or let's go and do something. Excuse me to say useless. But let's go to church. When you die, it's when you die that you discover. Because these are the words of the rich man. If I can't come, if you can't send Lazarus over to come and help me with my thirst, then tell him to go to my father's house because I have five brothers there. He's saying that Lazarus should stop begging. Lazarus should become an evangelist. Lazarus should become a soul winner. Lazarus should go and do follow-up in his father's house. That's the dead man with his riches, everything. Some, someone who had a, good, he had a good life, a good life. The crumbs that fell off his table is someone's meal. Now, what the thing that concerns him most, most, is what will happen to his five brothers when they die. The thing that is of most importance to him is not his will, it's not his properties, it's not his bank, banks, bank accounts or whatever he has. None of these things were important to this man. What is important to him is that he has five brothers. Tell them, go and tell them, I don't want them to come here. I don't want them to come here. In other words, go and witness to them that they may receive Jesus so that they don't come here. Go and tell them, I don't want them to come here. It's like of all the things he has achieved in life, he can say there's something missing in man's life. There's a missing element in man's life and that missing element is Jesus Christ. Go and check and tell them about Jesus because if they don't have Jesus, they'll come to this place of torment and I don't want them to come to this place of torment. You know, anybody you meet and anybody we meet, we have nothing to say to them. That, that there's a place of torment. We don't want you to go there. We don't, we don't want you to quit your job. We don't want you to run away from your family. We don't want you to break up with your whatever you have in your life. But all we want to tell you is that there's a place of torment. Avoid it at all costs. Avoid it at all costs. And you can avoid it if and only if you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You see, that, that's, why, that's why there's a question. Are you saved? Are you saved? Are you saved from what? Are you saved from hell? Because God said, the Bible says, the Bible says that for God so loved the world. You know, this is any time I quote this verse, I feel this is one of the things that the world is ignorant of. Because people feel God don't, doesn't like them. People feel God is not interested in them. But the verse, the scripture said, God loves the world. God really likes the world. God really likes you. He really, really, really likes you. 
And he's saying that he gave his only begotten son. That anybody who believes in him, that's the only condition. There's no ritual. There's nothing to do. There's nothing to pay. There's no sacrifice to make. If only you believe in his son, Jesus Christ. He says that you should not perish. You will not perish. You will not perish. You will not go to that place that that the rich man is. You will not perish. Out of love. Out of love. Out of care. The people you love, what do you say to them? The people you love, what do you do for them? The people that you love, don't you give? You give to them and you give of your best. You give to them and you give of your best. Yes. The people you love. All the people we say we love. There are people we say, we really like you. I really love you. I really enjoy your company. If it went, if it went, you are not comfortable, you stay with the person. You haven't seen, I'm sure you've seen people in love before. I'm sure you've been in love before. When love is at work, you almost pay any price. Even things you don't like, you pretend to like. Even things that you don't like. Even things that you know you genuinely don't like. Say, this one, I don't like this. But because of love, there's, there's a force that takes over. It's as, it's as though it takes over your reasoning. This is God in love. He only had one son. He gave that son to the world. He gave that son to the world. He gave that son to the world. He didn't give that son to a few, a few religious zealots. He gave that son to the world. That anybody at all in the world, including those who have cursed him before. People have cursed you, you still like them. People have been mean to you, you still like them. People have been even unfaithful to you, you still like them. I know several people who have been unfaithful to their spouses, but they are still married. Oh, you should see them. It's as if the love sometimes even gets stronger. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Some of us have cursed God before. We have said, take this God away. Away with this, your God. I don't want to hear about this, your God. But still, you've come here on the 5th of December, 2021. And you are still hearing, God loves you. God likes you. God wants you. He's saying, it's okay. Maybe you cursed me in your ignorance. You cursed me in your naivety. You turned your back on me in, 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 in the simplicity of your thinking. Or maybe you were stressed. You were in a moment when you were stressed. And you felt there was no God. But yet you were standing there waiting. You've gone around and you've come back. And you see that God is still there. Saying that I like you. I want you. Because you know. There's more in your life to be fixed. To be fixed. Than your financial stresses. That your relationship problems. And that is your soul. What will happen to you when you die? It's a big problem. Your bankers can solve your financial problems. If you call your friend, your friend can help you with the problems that you have. If you call me crying about something, about issues here, I can, so, I can solve your problem for you. I can help you. We can, we can brainstorm. We can reason together. Okay, let's do this. Okay, be like this. I can even tell you it's not a problem. It's okay. Sometimes you just need somebody to tell that it's okay. It's not a problem. And then you calm down that, oh, really? It's not a problem. If you think it's not a problem, then maybe it's not a problem. Maybe I'm overreacting. There are a lot of things we can find our way around. But when it gets to the question of death, 
Where do you spend eternity? What happens to you when you die? No man has the answer. No man has the solution. But God. His word says it is appointed unto man once to die. And after that, judgment. And after that, judgment. Not after that, freedom. People feel that when I kill myself or when I die early, someone says, I wish I could die. When I die early, I'm free. No, after death, judgment. Be careful how you die. Be careful how you choose to die. Because after death, judgment. Be careful when you die. Be careful about it. Because after death, judgment. After death is account of your life, how you spent your life and what you've done with your life. After death, judgment. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm bringing my sermon to a close. And at this end, I just need us all to know that when you die, I've given you 15 things that will happen. Did I give you 15 or 14? 14. I can read the 15th to you. Because there are 15. I'm just, 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 just relax. Wait for me. Wait, wait. Are you waiting? Wait. Hold on. The 15th is that when you die, you'll be only concerned about people not going to hell. No problem. When you die, you will. And you see, the concern will be great. It will be greater, like we can see the rich man concerned about his brothers. What is going to happen to them? What is going to happen to them? Without fail, everybody, anybody that I know who has passed on, I always ask myself, so where is this person? Heaven or hell? Where is this person? Where is this person? Where is this person spending eternity? Where are they? My greater concern is for you because there's more hope and there's more chance for you to make that all important decision to choose Jesus. That's the love of God for you. That's the package God has for you today. Choose Jesus and spend eternity in a good place. Dying, we'll all die. Going to Spain, I don't know that we'll all go to Spain. Wedding, I don't know whether we'll all have a wedding. Dying, we'll all die. A good job, I don't know whether everybody will get a good job. You get a good job, you get a nice job, you get this, you may not be so happy with your job. We all wish they said that you will get nice job, but I don't know whether everybody can get it. Long hair, I don't know whether everybody can get long hair. Losing weight, I don't know that, because it's people's vision, it's people's New Year's resolution that I'm going to lose five kilos. I don't know whether everybody can lose it. I don't know whether everybody can lose it. I don't know if everybody can do it. Try losing half a kilo. You see that it's not, it's, it's a project. <laughs> yeah, you see that it's a project. So there are aims. It's not, it's not guaranteed that you can achieve it. But dying, everybody will experience it. Everybody. Everybody. Therefore, perhaps I'm talking to you the most, the, I'm having the most important discussion. I'm having the most important discussion with you today. Do you understand? Perhaps I'm having the most important, gentle, okay, gentle. The most important discussion with you today. What will happen to you after you check out? Let's stand to our feet. (laughs) I finished preaching.
Why are you saying preach at the end of preaching? <laughs> yes. 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 Bow your heads. Bow your heads. No movement is a very important time. You want to pray to God. I believe, I believe you've heard something. You've made decisions. You, are, you, are, you, you, you have thoughts racing through your mind today about where you spend eternity. But God is here to help, and God is here to save. Pray and thank God for today. Just thank him for everything you've heard. Thank God. Just say thank you to him. It's a prayer everybody can make to say thank you, Lord. I thank you that you brought me to church, and you gave me direction. You showed me things I've never thought of, and things I've never heard, and things I've never, I've never considered and considered seriously. But from today, I'm going to consider it seriously. I'm going to consider it seriously. I'm going to consider it seriously. Just thank him, thank him. Thank you for this opportunity, for this few moments, few moments, few moments that we have that you've had to share in the house of God. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just say, I want everybody here saying thank you to God. Everybody just thanking him, just thanking him. For a day, a day spent in his house and a day spent in his presence. Just thanking him. Thanking him. Just thank him. Just thank him. Just thank him today. Thank him for his love. For his love. For his love and for his mercies. For his love and for his kindness. For his love and for his kindness. For his love and for his kindness. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you that you loved us. And you called us and you chose us. And you brought us into your presence on a day like today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Now, still in prayer. Still in prayer. Every eye closed, every head bowed. We are still in prayer. You want to make that all-important decision this afternoon. You want to say that, Pastor, pray with me. Somebody invited me to church. Or oh, I've been going to church. I'm around in church. I appear active in church. I'm around. But I'm not sure where I'll spend eternity. I'm not sure where I'll spend eternity. I'm not sure whether it'll be heaven or hell. I want this Jesus in my life. I want to receive Jesus into my life. I want to settle that issue and answer that question in my life. I want to be sure. Pastor, please pray with me. If you're here like that, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. Just lift up your right hand wherever you are. God bless you. I can see your hand already. Just your right hand. I want to give my life to Jesus. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to be lost. Just lift your right hand. Every eye closed. I can see all your hands. I can see several hands here. You also want to join in. Don't think about anybody. Don't consider anybody between you, you, you and your God. You're making a decision today. You're making a decision today that I need Jesus in my life. Just your right hand. Lift up your right hand. Lift up high so I can see you. God bless you. I can see all your hands. I need Jesus. I want Jesus in my life. I want Jesus in my life today. I want Jesus. In my, I believe there are several more who would like to join us and say yes to God today. Today I'm saying yes to God and yes to Jesus. Just your right hand. It's just a prayer. It just takes a prayer. Nothing more, nothing less. Just a prayer. And you are changing where you spend eternity. You are converting from hell to heaven today. That will be your choice. That will be the choice that you are making. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. God bless you. 
God bless you. Now, if you have your hand lifted up, I want you to do one more thing. I want you to come to me right here in the front. Come out of your seat and come. Yes. Come. You lifted up your hand. Come out of your seat. Yes. Come. All of you that lifted up your hand, just come. 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 Come and join us. Even if you didn't lift up your hand, but you want to come. Come. Even if you didn't lift up your hand, but you want to come to Jesus today. Come. Yes. Come. Come and be sure of your salvation. Come and be sure of your salvation. Come, sing it. As they sing, I'm waiting for you. As they sing, I'm waiting for you. Come, come, come out of your seats. Come and give your life to Jesus. Come and give your life to Jesus. As we start singing again, I want you to take that bold step and come to Jesus. All the battles will be over. All the struggle will be over. You will leave this place happy and more fulfilled that I made that decision to give my life and myself to God today. Let's sing one more time. As we sing again, come to Jesus. Come from wherever you are. Come from wherever you are. I'm talking to those still out there. Come, yes. 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 Come and join us here. Come and join us. Yes. 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 Just for you. Just for you. It's worth the wait. It's worth the wait. For just one more soul. One more soul is worth it. One more soul. One more life. To come to Jesus today. Yes. Come. One more life. Yes. 
right. You know, you know what I'm doing today? I'm bargaining for souls. That's what I'm doing. I'm bargaining for souls. You may not, you may not see it. They may see, but there, there could be a real spiritual battle going on where demons are convincing you, no, don't do it. And I'm bargaining. I'm bargaining for your soul by the name of Jesus that this soul, that your life, your life be released to serve God and to live for God. So you, you may be feeling that, you may be imagining that, oh, it's not necessary, but I'm bargaining for your soul. So, you know, I'm going to try one more time. We're going to sing one more time. And this is the, this is the final, the third and the final time for your soul. I want you today to beat the enemy. To beat the, to beat the person and the being that has made you do things that you have regretted. That today you will escape by making those few steps from wherever you are standing to the front to give your life to Jesus. And you know, this time as we sing, if you are standing by someone, you know or you don't know, I want you to ask the person, are you saved? Would you like to give your life to Jesus today? You know, you've taken people, how many of you have taken people to bad places before? You've walked with them to bad places. Yes. Today you are walking with someone to the cross and to Jesus. It might be worth it. I want you as we sing, I we sing for the last time. I want to ask the person around you and tell the person, look, I will walk with you. I'll go with you to Jesus. It's worth it. You are not sure of your salvation. I will walk with you to Jesus today. Let's try one more time. Come to Jesus. As we sing for the very last time. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. It's Jesus you are coming to. Not man. Come to him. say this prayer. Everybody say this prayer. Say it out loud. Don't say it in your mind or in your head. I want you to say it with your mouth. Say it as I say it. Repeat after me and the whole church help us as we say this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for Jesus who died for my sins and rose up from the grave. Say, I am a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins and of all my mistakes. Now say, Lord Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus. Please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. 
Say, thank you, Father, for accepting me today and for making me a child of yours. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. Please write my name in the book of life. Say, thank you, Father, for salvation and forgiveness of sins. In Jesus' name. Now I pray with you, Father. I pray for all these beautiful ones that you've drawn to you today, Lord. Lord, you've not drawn them into anything, Lord, but to you, O God, for salvation, Lord. Please let the Holy Spirit teach them and guide them and strengthen them. May they live for you from today, Lord. May they live to please you. And may your will alone be done in their lives. Bless them for coming to you today. Bless them for receiving you today. Bless them for making this important decision. Bless them, oh God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Maybe you haven't said amen all year. Say amen. amen. God bless you. We have some gifts for you. Can you receive these gifts? Beautiful. 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 God bless you. Make sure everybody has got a copy. Everybody, 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 everybody. Okay, if you haven't got a copy of our gifts, can you give us a wave? You are in front here. Everybody has one. Okay, beautiful. So at the close of service, listen to me carefully. Listen to me now. At the close of service, right here where the dancing stars are, we would like to meet with you briefly. It's going to be a very brief meeting. So if you could just move to my right hand side here at the close of service, we'll talk to you briefly before you go. You may never know as you sit on their chair, you may also become a dancing star. Next time you come to church, you'll be dancing for Jesus and be happy. Don't you don't you like them? Don't you see how they are dancing and they are happy? Yes, you will see yourself dancing. I'm sure some of you are dancers. You've been dancing at home. I can see in your eyes that you 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 pretend like you don't dance, but at home you've been dancing alone in front of your mirror. So Jesus will help you to dance for him. You help you heard Misha. Misha dancing for Jesus now. Once upon a time, Misha was also standing here like you. Yes. The one now to be your turn, standing here and dancing for God. You'll be you'll be so happy be so happy to do something for God. From today, you see that happiness has been introduced into your life. Peace has come into your life and joy has come into your life. God bless you. So see you at the close of service right here. You may go back to your seats. Clap for them as they go back to their seats. for them. Yes. Amazing. It's beautiful. It's not beautiful to see lives saved. Wow. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. First love warriors. Yes. Now, 
before we next is communion before we receive our communion if you are here for the first time i also want to, to give you our gifts that we have the same gift that we have so if you are here for the first time but you did not come to the front can you just give us a wave so we bring you a gift very quickly you're here for the first time this is your first time here keep your hand up till you've received the gift first time today is your first time just keep your hand up keep it up keep it up till till the first love warriors come to you first love warriors open your eyes so you can see you can see keep your hand up till they come to you and give you a gift today is your first time first is today your first time there's a first timer here. She doesn't want to lift up her hand, so yeah, lift it for her. Okay. It's beautiful. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, all first timers, lift up your two hands. Let me pray with you. Just stand in your seat. I just want to say a prayer for you. Father, thank you for all those who have taken time to share fellowship with us today. I pray may the peace of God be with them. May the workings of the Holy Spirit be with them. May the teachings of the Holy Spirit be with them. May they never forget or lose the experience they've had here in your presence, O God. Thank you, O God, that your grace will establish them in the faith and keep them in the faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Communion. It's time to receive our communion. The blood that Jesus shed for me
eat it. The blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. Now receive your blessing. Lift your hands for your blessing. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord bless you. Amen. Say amen. The Lord bless you. Amen. The Lord keep you. The Lord give you peace. Amen. The Lord give you victory. Amen. The Lord help you not to fail. Amen. The Lord bless you with love. Amen. The Lord empower you to walk in love. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The Lord remember you. Amen. Say amen. The Lord remember you. Amen. The Lord remember all your prayers. The Lord help you. And the Lord heal you of your mistakes. In the name of Jesus. Let me hear your loudest amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, you may be seated. Yes. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and Instagram. Have a blessed week.